Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Would you be the jerk for not wanting to go to a nude spa that your partner randomly surprised you with? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for refusing to console my sister who was cheated on? If she, 20, was cheated on and didn't do anything crazy, I, 14, would console her, but she retaliated by stealing the guy's, 21-year-old, late sister's ashes and flushing them down the toilet, said so herself, was still in tears when telling me and our dad about it. Our dad told her it's okay and that the guy had it coming. Then he looked at me and mouthed, Say something. I only shrugged because I didn't know what to say. I never imagined such a situation before. It's such a cluster freak. I literally have no idea what to tell her. Thought about telling her she's worse than the guy, but then I figured that would only start some shouting. Dad said anything would be better than nothing and that I owe my sister at least some semblance of support because she's flesh and blood. Update, she just said that she's going to talk to her boyfriend and hear him out since she didn't give him a chance to explain himself after her friend told her she saw him with another girl at the mall. It occurred to her quite late that maybe her friend didn't see what she thought she saw. I don't know what she heard about the cheating from a friend. Update 2, my sister just got home. She said the guy denied it and told her he was with their mutual friends, so she called her friend. Took some pressing, but it turned out that this friend has a crush on the guy and made it up in order to break him and my sister up. I think this is a pretty open and shut situation where you're not the jerk for refusing to support such a thing. I mean, what she did is crazy. Like, I get it. If somebody thinks their partner cheated on them, they want to get some kind of retaliation. But what she did really takes being messed up just as a person. Also, hi, I'm Steven. And if you guys enjoy getting to decide who's the jerk in these crazy situations, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to attend my friend's wedding because she didn't invite my significant other, claiming she forgot to include him on the guest list? So I, 28-year-old female, have been friends with Lynn, 29-year-old female, since meeting in college. And despite our differing views, we've always been close. Lynn recently got engaged, and as she began planning her traditional and somewhat conservative wedding, I knew there might be some challenges. When the wedding invitations arrived, my heart sank as I noticed that my significant other, Jake, 30-year-old male, wasn't included. Concerned, I called her, hoping it was a mistake with printing or something, only to hear her say, Oh, I totally forgot to include Jake on the guest list, but you can still come, right? I hesitated, knowing that the issue wasn't just an oversight. Jake is transgender, and I was aware of Lynn's more Republican views on gender and relationships due to the fact that for years we've specifically argued over Jake being trans. I knew that she felt it was unnatural for people to stray away from the gender they were born with, and I did feel that was the deeper motivation. I explained how important Jake is to me, and that excluding him felt like a rejection of our relationship. Lynn brushed it off, claiming that they were already over the guest limit and didn't want to complicate things. I knew this was untrue because she herself told me weeks prior that she wasn't limiting the amount of people that could attend. Unable to go without Jake, 
I made the difficult decision to skip the wedding. As the date approached, Lynn reached out again, asking if I reconsidered. I stuck to my decision trying to convey the impact her exclusion had on him and me as an extension due to the fact that I was not willing to let it slide that she deliberately left him off the list. Now, our mutual friends are divided, with some accusing me of making it about politics and others supporting my decision to stand up for my relationship. Am I the jerk here? I mean, I get it. I have friends that I consider dear and near to me that I'm kind of the polar opposite of as far as political alignment goes. So I can totally understand how you're trying to overlook some qualities about a person because you still enjoy hanging out with them. They may have been there for you in situations in the past, but really after all this time and the way they treated your partner, I think it's understandable that first of all, you say no to this wedding invite, but also if that distance between you guys just starts increasing. This next story is, am I the jerk for asking my boyfriend to skip his afternoon nap? I'm 26-year-old female, he's 30-year-old male. We've been dating for three years, but just moved in together six months ago. I have felt crazy busy since moving in together. I work outside of the house, commute for an hour a day, and I'm going to school part-time to try and get a better job. So my schedule is already packed. But since moving in together, it feels like my time spent doing chores has almost doubled. I talked with my boyfriend about this, hoping that we could come up with a reasonable chore schedule but he's adamant that he's doing as much as he has the capacity to do. Something else I've noticed since moving in together is that he takes a nap from 4pm to 8pm daily. He otherwise sleeps through the night, usually 1am to 10am, but that afternoon nap is like clockwork. Long story short, I told him that he's getting 14 to 15 hours of sleep every day, and that he can start making more time to help around the house by even shortening that nap. I don't even think that amount of sleep is healthy, but he insists it's a necessary part of his day and that I'm crossing a boundary by suggesting that he not nap. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk. Unless you have a medical condition, I don't think there's any adult that needs to be sleeping 14 to 15 hours a day. Shoot, even 10 hours is probably a stretch for most people. I would say honestly, considering he feels he's at his capacity and he's sleeping that much, he probably should have a pretty comprehensive check over by a doctor. If you can't function without 15 hours of sleep, you definitely need some kind of sleep study, some kind of medical inspection to figure out why that is. Also, can I just argue about the fact that they describe a 4-hour rest as a nap, which is very generous? Admittedly, there's too many nights where 4 hours is a night's rest for me. Our next story is, am I the jerk for picking my college friend's wedding over my childhood friend's wedding? Bridesmaid for two weddings on the same day. So I'm a bridesmaid for two weddings, one is local, Dallas, Texas, and the other is a destination in Miami, Florida. They're both on the same day. To simplify things, I'm calling the girls Dallas and Miami. Dallas is a childhood friend. We were also college roommates for a year. We don't see each other as often, but when we do, it's just like old times. So many memories. Dallas is also one of the sweetest people in my life. Miami is a college friend. Different friend group than Dallas. We grew closer after college. Miami actually plans my birthday every year. Our friend group is six girls and we are so close. Like all girlfriend groups, there is drama but we always remain best friends. We all hang out all the time. All of my girlfriends from college are also bridesmaids for Miami. My husband is friends with their boyfriends and husbands, so he prefers this wedding by a mile. Miami told me her wedding date first at a group dinner but did not put a deposit. I informed Dallas the next day, who then tells me she was planning for the same day. There isn't much overlap in the weddings as far as mutual friends. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com. However, me and another girl are bridesmaids for both. After hearing this, Dallas tried to pick the week before Miami's wedding, but it ended up getting booked, so her only option was the same day as Miami, according to her. Dallas then put the deposit first. She then informed me and my other friends, since we're invited to both weddings, as bridesmaids. My other friend tells her immediately she's going to Miami's wedding because they're childhood friends. So after that, Dallas is hoping I go to her wedding because my other friend already picked Miami's wedding, also since Dallas and I are childhood friends. I tell her over the phone that it was not easy, but I have to go to Miami's wedding because she asked first. Dallas is furious at me, to the point where she doesn't want to be friends anymore. Am I a jerk? She says she put the deposit first. Miami should change her wedding date. She can't just call that date without a deposit. I understand her frustration, two bridesmaids not coming. I said I'll make it up to her if I'm still invited to anything wedding related, but she's mad at me. Did I do the morally right decision? I would have major fear of missing out if I missed Miami's wedding. All my friends are there and she asked me first, but Miami wouldn't end the friendship if I chose Dallas. They were also both bridesmaids for my own wedding last year. I don't really think OP's the jerk in general picking either side, I mean they're kind of allowed to choose. Admittedly, I do think there's a little bit more bias than OP's actually trying to let on here. I think their fear of missing out is actually all about the fact that everybody they know is going to be there, and to OP it just sounds like the more fun time. Not necessarily because they asked first. And if the roles were reversed, where Dallas actually told OP first, but Miami put the deposit down first, I'm still thinking OP would probably be picking Miami. Either way, you were never going to win here, you're going to be letting somebody down in some way. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mother-in-law I make too much to be a stay-at-home mom? I, 31-year-old female, am a manager for cybersecurity engineering for a big tech company. My husband is an internal medicine specialist. I make over $200,000 a year, and he recently started making his full salary, around $400,000. We had our first child around two years ago, and I'm pregnant with our second. My family is pretty open-minded about it, but my husband's family are old-fashioned, and since we're Japanese, there is a consensus from them that women who are married with children shouldn't be working. My husband is very lucky he has less loans than other doctors. Just over 130000 but that's because his family paid a lot of it off already. So I've been getting hints from them that I should be a stay-at-home mom and leave the money-making to my husband. I don't want to leave my job, and my company is relatively understanding. I got six months off, three months with full pay and three months without, for my first child, and was able to keep my current position. The male members of my team are also able to take paternity leave, so I don't see why I have to leave my job. I also paid most of the bills while my husband wasn't making much as a resident. My aunt was a stay-at-home mom, and to make more income in her retirement, she babysits my son. 
She's also going to be looking after my youngest child when my maternity leave ends. I've also been guilted by other moms, especially my husband's co-workers' wives, since most of them who are also not doctors become stay-at-home moms. But I don't see why I need to. My husband and I outsource all our cleaning, grocery delivery, lawn maintenance, etc., so all we do is cook. So almost all our time at home is spending time together as a family. And apart from the rare occasion we both work 9-10 to hours a day, with me working a bit less as I don't have to commute, even then we will still save a lot more than if I were a stay-at-home mom. But my mother-in-law has commented how it's not right I outsource these things, because a mother shows her love by cleaning after her kids and husband. My mother-in-law recently came over and while eating dinner, she said the food was great and complimented me and I said my husband made the food. He'd finished work early and I was in a meeting with a customer and she was shocked and said it wasn't right that my husband has to do any work after his long shift. I got annoyed and said that I was working longer than him today and she said, well, then you should quit so you don't need to. I got mad and told her I save over 12000 a month after paying to outsource I didn't have an interest in doing anyway, and with that money we can send our children to top schools and have undergrad and probably grad school paid for, so it's ridiculous to expect me to quit just because she has old fashioned ideas that women need to be on their knees scrubbing away. My mother-in-law was offended, but my husband told her it's already been settled, and I'm going to still be working. But everyone always telling me I'm a bad mom if I don't quit my job has me worn down. 100% not the jerk here. And honestly, I think in the future, if anybody's trying to scrutinize you for your decisions, you don't give them any information about why. You don't have to argue your point or your circumstance. You just tell them that you and your husband are making the best choices possible and maybe that you hope they can respect your decision and your lifestyle. Your family is thriving. You don't have to explain yourself or tell anybody how much you make. Our next story is, am I the jerk if I, 28-year-old male, told my mom, 49-year-old female, I wasn't sure about inviting her and her new family to the wedding due to the past? My dad passed away when I was 5 years old. It shouldn't come as a surprise that I was really close with my mother after him passing away. We were each other's close friend. My mom rarely went on dates, even though I asked her to, so it was just me and her. After high school, I was working at my security job while living at home. One day, I come home to my mom being involved with a guy, let's call him Jack, that seemed to be around my age. I officially met him a week later. He was revealed to be 22. I was 21 at the time, and apparently him and my mom were in a year-long relationship already. They were in the same MBA program. My mom and I were just practically roommates after that. She seemed too distant for the past year, which seemed to make sense why, but our relationship even further deteriorated. I'll admit I was overly reliant on my mother emotionally and financially, but both of them seemed to treat me like a hindrance that they needed to overcome. My mom would barely make any time with me even though I lived with her. Jack seemed to look down on me due to my profession and the fact that I was living with my mom. The wedding happened a year later. I only went out of respect for my mom even though Jack and his loved ones treated me like a pariah. I moved out a month after their honeymoon. I rented a room with my mom helping with expenses here and there. She got pregnant at 44 years old with twins. I tried as often as I could but Jack watched me like a hawk. I overheard them talking about doing things right this time. I wanted to talk about how I feel about Jack with my mother. It was a bad idea because she dismissed how I felt and said she would always side with him due to him being her husband. After that argument we didn't talk for about 5 weeks. 
I got a call about how she misses me and hoped I would get over it. I decided to distance myself from my mom and improve my life. This time, my mother was the one calling once a week to talk to me. I was short but cordial. I rarely called, but only on occasions. I eventually went back to school and got a degree in computer science. I landed a nice, well-paying job two years ago. A week ago, I proposed to my fiancé. My mother asked if she could come visit us with her family. I said yes. She seemed super excited for me and asked me about when and where is the wedding. I told her it was in Hawaii. She joked about never going to a wedding before with tikis. I decided to be upfront with her with, I'm not sure if I'm going to invite her and her family. She was in shock and asked why. I told her it would be a happy day for me and I don't want her and her family to come as I still have issues with them and they would be a constant reminder of that. She said, okay, and they sobbed in a way that I've never seen before. Jack found her crying and got her out of there with the kids. A couple of days later, I got... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Got a couple of relatives calling me an ungrateful son who doesn't care about his mother. Am I the jerk? With everything that went on, with what Opie experienced and overheard, I just don't know how this could be a surprise to her. When they go and they hear this guy, who is almost exactly the same age as them, look down on them, act superior over them, and then say, we're gonna get things right this time. How OP could ever look past that utter kick in the teeth. I completely understand why, on what should be the happiest day of your life, you don't want people around that just looking at them stresses you out and makes you think of bad moments. Our next story is, am I the jerk for breaking a promise and not taking a kid home every day? My daughter Daisy, 12, made friends with D, 13, two years ago. Thick as thieves. D's mom B, 36, is a single mom in struggles. When the girls started middle school, we learned the bus wasn't available to them. Walking or driving them to school is required. The OG plan was for me to drive the girls to school in the morning and I would pick them up. However, that plan fell through at the start of the year so I did pick both up and drop off for several months. Eventually, B started driving D to school in the morning again, but never bothered to honor our OG deal. So I still took Daisy in the morning and did pick up after school for both. B is also very demanding and needy. It has gotten to the point, anytime my phone dings from a Facebook message, my significant other will ask, what does she need or want now? It's become a weekly thing, with times being a daily thing. I've helped where I can, but a lot of her asks are wild. I need money for food. Do you know anything about X, Y, or Z? I've never given her money, but have helped with giving her an old phone, with the promise it would be returned when she got a new one. She returned it all right completely shattered. Last bit of context that is important, I am currently 5 months pregnant. Suffered a knee injury when my dog decided to hide behind me by trying to go through me. Also, my kid walking home alone from school is a big no because she would have to cross two major roads that have like 10 lanes each, three lanes each side, two left turn lanes, two right turn lanes, and people in my city seem to think red lights are optional. The issue, my car decided to just stop going vroom on my way home from picking up my son. 
Luckily, we were close enough to the house he was able to push it to our driveway, but left me unable to leave again to pick up the girls. I called B, begging her to pick up the girls just once as a favor, but she replied, No, I can't. Figure it out. Tried calling my significant other, but he was either in meetings or at PT, so I walked. Took me over 40 minutes to get there with my knee. By the time I got there, significant other had gotten off work, so he offered to pick us up at the park next to the school. Was a semi-warm day, so it wasn't a huge issue, but Daisy told me that B came to pick up D. So obviously she could get there no issues. I was ticked. So I messaged her and told her, from now on we should just pick up our own kid. You couldn't do me one favor in my time of need after I've helped you out with so much. B blew up on me saying I was breaking a promise even though I've never promised crap. It was just a deal. DZ and D aren't really friends much these days. Daisy says the only time they talk is when they're in my car and at school. D acts like Daisy doesn't even exist. So, am I the jerk? I feel bad because she struggles, but I feel used at this point. I think I would do the exact same thing if I were an OP situation. The way they said, no, I can't figure it out. I would just be like, forget it. Forget it. The whole thing is done. I don't even want to try to talk to you again. Our next story is, am I the jerk for embarrassing my sister in public by accusing her boyfriend of stealing my tip money? We live in different states and she just started dating this guy, although he's been a part of her friend group since college. This was also the first time I met her boyfriend. This past weekend, I was in a city near hers and called to see if she wanted to meet up. She had plans with her friends, so she invited me to come along, which I did. We had a fun day with the group and eventually went to dinner. Nothing was out of the ordinary until the check came. Her boyfriend took the check, read aloud the amount, and split the bill and tip, which we rounded to $10 a person, amongst the table. Then he placed his credit card for the server to take away. Everyone handed him cash for their portion. I guess I gave off a look, so my sister explained that he doesn't like to go to the bank, so whenever the group goes out, he pays with his card, and the group gives him cash. I didn't think anything further about it, so I handed him my portion. The next day, I couldn't find my prescription sunglasses in my hotel room or rental car, and I knew I had it yesterday. I remembered the last time I took it off was when we got to the restaurant. On my way to lunch with my sister and some people from last night, I stopped by last night's restaurant to ask if they'd found a pair of sunglasses and was greeted by the same server, but this time she looked angry. The short of it was that I found out my sister's boyfriend only tipped her $10 for our group of 12 people. I was taken aback because based on our split, she should have gotten $120 in tips. I asked to see the receipt and sure enough, it was $10. I apologized and gave her another $10. When I got to lunch, I immediately asked him to give me back $10. That started the questions from the groups that descended into an argument until the restaurant asked us to leave. My sister is now mad at me for causing a scene and embarrassing her in front of her friends and the people in the restaurant. I can't fault OP one bit here. After finding out that he stole not just from you but from everybody else that gave a tip, they deserve that level of embarrassment. Maybe they'll do better next time. Probably not, but that's why you make a scene and make sure they know you're not messing around with them ever again. This next story is, am I the jerk for not picking up my phone on vacation and leaving my tenant, her mom, and my mom to deal with the cops for a couple of hours? I rent my basement suite out to my mom's best friend's daughter, Sally. I knew her growing up and I used to babysit her. The basement has two means of escape other than going into my area. It is fully up to code as an in-law suite, 
there is no reason for anyone to go through it into my space. I went on vacation and I left my door to the basement dead bolted. Three days into my vacation, I get an alert on my phone that there was an unauthorized event at my house. I look at the video. It's my mom opening the door for Sally's mom. They freak out when the alarm goes off. Usually if I need my mom to get into my apartment, I'll give her a temporary code. It's always the same one because she gets confused by tech, but I have to activate it beforehand. I cannot do it retroactively. The only choice would be to call her and give her my personal code. I checked the cameras in the house, and strangely enough, my house is not on fire. I didn't leave the faucet running. There is no emergency. This is where I might be the jerk. Once I saw that they were just freaking with my area for no good reason, I put my phone on airplane mode and went back to the party. Maybe 90 minutes later, a concierge at the resort came and said I was urgently needed on the phone. My dad has written down my whereabouts, and they called the front desk for me. I excused myself and went for the call. I asked my mom what the emergency was, why she was getting me out of my friend's wedding reception, was my house okay, was my dad okay? She very brusquely told me to shut up and talk to the cops and the security patrol. I talked to them and apologized for wasting their time. I asked them what the emergency was that brought my mother into my house. They handed her back the phone and let her tell me that her friend did not want to sit in the basement while she was visiting her daughter. So my mom agreed to come let them use my area and it would be a secret. I asked the security company to please lock my house back up and take my key back from my mother. She started to protest but I hung up. I enjoyed the rest of my trip and my dad has agreed to pay any fines or penalties that come from the false alarm. Sally's mom wants her to move out. That's fine by me. I don't need a tenant and was only doing it as a favor. Sally is almost apoplectic, begging me not to kick her out. She said that she didn't even know what our moms were up to until the alarms went off. My mom is ticked that I wasn't available immediately to get them out of trouble and she is furious that I won't give her back my key. She thinks I did it on purpose. I'm not sure how she thinks I forced her to break into my home without permission. So am I the jerk for making them sweat until they get a hold of me? And taking my key back since I can't trust her now? Definitely a not the jerk situation. They ignored Opie's boundaries. The door was locked for a reason. Opie's on vacation so they can't just expect them to stop everything and just immediately pick up the phone. Access to your house is a boundary that you do not want to play around with. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not getting my sister-in-law new clothes because my infant pooped on her? My wife and I recently had our second child and it was a boy. It's been a few months after that and my brother arrived to meet us now along with his wife. It's the first time that they saw him as they were not present when he was born. They prefer to live in extravaganza and are the kind of people who like to boast about everything they've got, humble brag, etc. Things were basically going well until my sister-in-law lifted the baby and he unfortunately defecated himself, aside from urinating. She almost let out a yell and backed off, and my wife took the child from her hands. We apologized, but they got mad and were like, how disgusting it was and that she wasn't expecting it. She washed it off, but then she told me that I have to pay her for what my infant did. I laughed and said, what did you expect when you held a child like that? I'm not giving you money. Both of them got mad and said I'm the parent and should be responsible for what he's been doing, and we got into an argument. In the end, I just asked them to get out of my house, and they did so, but they were talking about how I was really inconsiderate, a miser, etc. Am I the jerk? 
I mean, I guess it depends on the clothes and, like, what the circumstances are. I mean, hey, they might not have just been aware that such a thing could happen, especially if they're wearing a diaper and if the clothes were, like, something that are forever going to be ruined. I'm not saying OP's obligated to pay for it, but shouldn't there be, like, at least some kind of level of sympathy? I mean, if somebody was handling my baby and they had an absolute diaper blowout from heck and ruin their clothes, I don't know if I would be feeling so like, all right, see you later. That's what you get for handling a child. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to go to a nude spa that my 23-year-old male girlfriend, 21-year-old female, had paid for in advance? I'm in Germany as an exchange student and have met a German girl here who I nowadays call my girlfriend. Everything was going well yesterday until she randomly told me that she'd gotten both of us tickets to a spa where you're naked. I told her that I really appreciated the thought and like spas but that it feels quite awkward and uncomfortable to be naked at a spa like that. She really tried to convince me and said the age old line, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Now she is really mad and I do feel bad because the tickets are non-refundable and she has a really nice thought in mind. However, I feel like she's not understanding that such nude spas aren't normal in America and that it feels really uncomfy. Am I the jerk? I mean, if you're not comfortable, you're not comfortable. I don't know if I would be comfortable with the idea of that either. And frankly, if it's a boundary that you're not willing to cross, that should be understandable and respected. I just don't think there's a situation where you should feel obligated to have to take your clothes off and be anywhere in the buff that you're not comfortable being. With a few edge cases, of course, like when they have to for criminals or maybe life-saving surgery. And also, in general, who gets a reservation for two at a nude spa without ever checking that another person's okay with that? Our next story is, am I the jerk for bringing my toddler on a group trip even though it made my friend upset? Me, 29-year-old male, and my wife Angie, 27-year-old female, have a son, Sam. Turned two this week. We're part of a friend group made up of seven people, including us. There is one more couple in this group. The other three are Zoe, 32-year-old female, Greg, 41-year-old male, and Tim, 30-year-old male. Zoe doesn't like kids. She openly avoids them whenever she can. I've always known about this and have no problem with it. There have, however, been occasions in which she seemed to take it a bit too far. The friend group lives all over the country now, and most of us only get together once or twice a year. This January, we all decided to take a five-day trip to Greg's beach house. It's in a different state and a two-hour flight away. Both Greg and Tim have children. Greg made sure to invite us over while his kids would be with his ex. But Tim is a single father and couldn't afford to leave his daughter with a babysitter for five days. Due to that, it was decided that both Tim's daughter and Sam were welcome on the trip. Angie and I offered to leave Sam with my mother-in-law, but the whole group, including Zoe, said it was fine. All of these decisions were made two months in advance. Two days before the trip, Tim informed us that his daughter had chicken pox and he had to cancel their tickets to stay with her. At that, Zoe called Angie and said, Guess your mom will have a busy week. My mother-in-law was traveling and wouldn't be back for another week. We had no other babysitting options available, or time to find one, so we told Zoe that we were still bringing Sam with us. Zoe protested, saying that she was only okay with having kids around during the trip because she knew Tim had no choice, and we had no excuse to bring Sam now that Tim's daughter wasn't coming anymore, but we held our ground. The others took our side. During the trip, Angie and I made efforts to help Zoe avoid Sam as much as possible. This ended up making our own trip underwhelming, as we were spending a lot of time apart and didn't get to see our friends as much as we wanted to, 
but it worked. Zoe and Sam were in the same room a total of four times, including both our arrival and departure from Greg's house. In spite of that, she insists that we ruined her trip by bringing him, and that it was selfish of us not to consider her feelings about children after Tim dropped out. Zoe hasn't spoken to us since we flew back home. This week, she unfollowed Angie on Instagram 10 minutes after she made a post for Sam's second birthday, so I think she's still bitter. Angie's been feeling guilty about this. I try to reassure her that we had no other option, and it was unreasonable of Zoe to ask us to change our plans at the last minute like that, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't consider we might be in the wrong. I think this is a circumstance where you made your decision, Tim had to cancel for very understandable reasons, and all of a sudden, you're in the exact same situation Tim is in, where you don't have any other option but to bring the kid. If it was that much of a deal breaker, if she knew it was going to ruin things that much, she should have just honestly saved everybody the headache and just not have gone. Sucks for Zoe, but OP is definitely not the jerk. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.